Hey guys, this is Ed, Paul, and Anna of Current Brand Media, and we are here to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor. Sportsball is a great subscription service geared towards minor league baseball fans. Each box features a different minor league team. You get a box every three months with minor league baseball gear, including different styles of hats like Ed's favorite, the dad hat. The cost is less than $12 a month. Proceeds from each box goes to More Than Baseball, the only nonprofit dedicated to the well-being of minor league baseball players. We all know that Parents' Days are coming up this summer. So if you've got a mom or a dad or a grandma or a grandpa who are particularly difficult to buy for, but you know they're baseball fans, this is the answer, guys. Meet your new favorite team at sportsballbox.com. Is there anybody there? <laughs> On Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have no problem with the games being shorter. It's totally fine. Let's, <laughs> you know, let's, let's go, get, go, get out, out of here. here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but on Fridays and Saturdays, when we have our really big crowds, you know, Fridays, we've got fireworks. Um, Saturdays, we let kids run the bases after the game. So we've, uh, we would like the games to be a little bit longer on those nights, just so we can keep everybody in the ballpark a little bit longer. What's up, Deadhead crew? Ed here. And on this episode, I had the absolute pleasure of talking with Tara Tallman. Tara is the Vice President of Game Day Operations, as well as Human Resources for the San Jose Giants. We sat down, we talked about her career as a hospitality manager uh, in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, how she went and did some soul searching, decided to come back to um, California, then started as a food and beverage manager for the San Jose Giants. Her night to remember, guys. She she tells us about that very first night as a manager. We also discussed uh, the amount of beer that they serve at the ballpark. And finally, we had a very good discussion on length of the game in minor league baseball and how that has affected the teams going forward. So without further ado, guys, I give you the episode. All right. Well, I want to welcome you guys to yet another episode of the Data Chronicles. My name is Ed. And with me today, I have guys a, excuse me, the vice president of game day operations and human resources at the San Jose Giants. That is an amazing title, by the way. Tara Tallman, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks, Ed. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, I, I'm wearing a hoodie right now, even though it's super hot outside. But yeah. I'm in my room where it's just like you know the AC. I don't think it ever stops working. So <laughs> fingers uh, crossed, it doesn't stop working. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You're right. It, it's like it is full blast all day long. So there what are you go. gonna do? <laughs> um, so let's jump right into it. Now, the very first question I want to ask you is, yeah, how you know growing up, how'd you become a fan of the sport of baseball? Uh, so I grew up, I'm the only girl in my family. I've got two older brothers, lots of boy cousins, and I really had no choice in the matter. Um, luckily, I kind of got to pick and my favorites ended up being baseball and football. Uh, but my brothers played baseball. My dad put me in softball when I was five uh, and I loved it. Um, so it was just kind of, yeah, I didn't really have a say in the matter, but I'm thrilled that that ended up being the way because I'm, I love my job and it's it's a joy to be able to work at a ballpark every day. So it ended <laughs> it worked, up working out well. for you. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to say it. that's a pretty cool gig. Yeah. Um, so what position did you play uh, when you were playing softball? 
I like playing the corners first and third. Uh, mm-hmm. I experimented with pitching and catching and it didn't go very well. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I experimented with catching um, six foot two and then with bat knee. So that was the end of my uh, baseball career for me. Yeah, so, yeah there you go. <laughs> um, so are you originally from California where yeah, uh, so I grew up in San Mateo. It's about it's pretty much halfway in between San Jose and San Francisco. Um, okay. So I was born and raised there. Um, very familiar with the whole Bay Area. So uh, it was nice after venturing out to Sacramento and then Las Vegas uh, for college. Uh, it was nice coming home and and being able to work for my favorite organization, being a Giants fan. So I was just going to ask about that because you go to uh, university uh, UNLV, so um, that's pretty cool uh, hospitality. <laughs> And you are and then you start working in the hospitality business. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you're like, OK, so now let's go ahead and go to baseball. That's just is that how that just really happened for you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, I started working. I went to school at UNLV, like you said, for hospitality, because I thought working in a hotel just sounded so cool. Um, and not necessarily working on the strip, um, mm-hmm. but just getting that experience, getting my degree from UNLV, you know, one of the best colleges in the country for hospitality. Um, and then just utilizing that to travel around the world and work in different hotels. Um, but the tough part was that in the hospitality industry, you don't really get enough time off to be able to travel and take advantage of having partner hotels in different states or countries or whatever. So, um, I ended up working on the strip for the full six years that I was out there at a couple different hotels. Uh, I worked at Mandalay Bay, Bellagio and the Cosmopolitan. Um, and then I was just kind of sick of it. It was a really <laughs> burnt out. It, yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, you know, and it's like in Las Vegas, you kind of, as an employee of, of one of those hotels, you kind of see the worst in people, uh, on a day-to-day basis. So it was really tiring. Um, so I found a job at a really nice hotel in the financial district in San Francisco, and it was kind of always a dream of mine to work in my city. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really cool. I was there for a couple of years, but yeah, it was just kind of the same burnout and I just wasn't loving going into work every day. So, um, I I think my parents were just kind of sick and tired of, of seeing how down I was. And luckily for me, I grew up with parents who did what they loved uh, and they never really, pushed me and my brothers into doing something just for the money or just for the sake of it. They wanted all of us to be happy. So had a real quick heart to heart with my dad one night. And he just said, what, you know, what are you passionate about? And the two things that I loved growing up were dancing and baseball. And uh, at, at 28 years old or 29 years old, however I was, I couldn't really go back and get a, get into a career in dancing. So uh, I, I looked into baseball and, Went to a couple of networking events, uh, one of one of which is actually with the San Jose Giants at their ballpark and uh, met the right people and just kind of pushed my way in through that door that, you know, I'm sure you've heard with other podcasters or on other podcasts that it's hard to get your foot in that door. But once you do, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I mean, it is it is it's a it's hard. You know, people think it's like, oh, it's minor league. It should be easier. No, it's still very hard because everybody yeah. wants to get the foot in the door. Yeah. You know. Yep. So you you started as a well you know dancing and baseball like you know you could have become a mascot as well you know do a little <laughs> yeah, bit of dancing I could have the- and we're actually hiring for a mascot right now so if you know <laughs> anybody, if anybody out there listening to the Dad Hat Chronicles wants a job as our mascot we're looking for one <laughs> there you go I will put it on the on the podcast as well so that way people can go there <laughs> that's amazing once <laughs> I, when I go visit California I would like to be a mascot for a day I think 
it is one of the funniest thing people say it's like oh it's the hardest thing i'm like yep it is but it'll be cool to see and do you know it's tough it's actually funny because so at five foot three i'm not tall enough to be our mascot gigante but at six foot two you could definitely do it so if you want to hop in the hop in the costume you're more than welcome um, but my first like big person job when I moved to Sacramento, uh, when I was 17, I worked at a Papa John's and they had a pizza slice costume. And in order <laughs> to encourage business on the busy intersection that uh, our store was located at, I would every once in a while put on the pizza costume and go stand out there and wave people in our direction. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. I got to do like uh, elementary school uh, appearances too, whenever it was like their night at our, uh, at our location of Papa John's and I would get into like little dance offs with the kids and like we'd come up with our own handshakes and stuff. So I have a little bit of experience being a mascot, but <laughs> it was there only it for is. about six months. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like six, six months was plenty of time. Plenty of like time. Saying, yeah. like, nope, that's it. We're done after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you started as a food and beverage supervisor. Um, is, uh, I, I want to know, like, uh, what is like, what do you daily with your daily you know, tasks look like as a food and beverage supervisor at a ballpark? Yeah, so I got hired in January uh, with the San Jose Giants as the food and beverage supervisor, and uh, we actually host San Jose State baseball games. Oh, nice. uh, we're their home field, so I had about five weeks to really get a grasp on our POS system, our inventory procedures, our ordering procedures, and meet all of our vendors and introduce myself to them, kind of let them know that I was the person moving forward that they'd be working with. Um and it was a lot to do in five weeks. And definitely my first couple of San Jose State games were pretty bumpy, um, but we got it figured out. And uh, by the time it was actually a really nice warm up, because by the time the giant season started, we were we were ready to roll. Uh, and of course, the uh, the health department decided to drop in that my very first opening night. So oh, my that was God. exciting. <laughs> that's that should that would have been like I would have lost my mind. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, we're just doing a spot inspection. Let's go. It was one of those things where I was like, if I had the time, I would have gone and played the lotto that night because I probably would have won. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's crazy. I, I It was exciting. It was exciting. It made for a very memorable first day <laughs> or first uh, opening night. <laughs> you'll never forget that day, though. That's never. that's the yeah. thing. You'll never forget. Like, yeah, I exactly know what happened. I know exactly <laughs> where I was when that yep. happened. <laughs> uh, so you moved into um, op uh, game day operations. And you always said outside events manager. So that's when you handle everything, all of, you know, all events that's going on with the, within the community. Yeah. So the, the guy who hired me uh, to work with the giants, he ended up leaving a, a little over a year after I got hired and he moved on to uh, a position with the warriors, which was super exciting. And he was a diehard warriors fan. So it was great for him. Oh. Um, but he handled a lot. Uh, like I mentioned, when we first helped on, we, you know, we all wear a lot of hats in minor league baseball. So, um, he was finance, human resources and stadium events. And I have zero business being anywhere near the finance department. So I couldn't really help out with those tasks, but I could help out with, uh, with the HR stuff, especially for game day and, um, with our outside events, or our stadium events. So, um, it was, it was a pretty easy handoff for that stuff because, uh, most of our stadium events have food and beverage. So all of our year after year, uh, like returning events, I had already met them the previous year working that, that event. Mm -hmm. So, um, that part was pretty easy. And then food and beverage, we have the biggest department as far as game day stuff. So I already knew a, a good percentage of our employees. So introducing myself the next year as their kind of contact for anything, uh, any issues, or if they 
needed help with anything, um, that was pretty easy too. So that was a, that was a nice smooth transition for me after being there for just about a year. That's I'll respect that. Cause that's a lot of work going from <laughs> that. And I was like, you're like, you know, but finance, let's not touch that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm good. I just, <laughs> there's, they don't want me in their business and I don't want to be in their business. And so it works out for everybody. It's <laughs> like, it is best for both parties not yeah. to put me in there. Just letting you know that right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me, uh, on a typical game day, um, are you just there from like very early in the morning until like very late at night? Is that you're just there? Pretty much. Um, I've, I've gotten better in the last year or two, pretty much since COVID, you know, everybody kind of uh, mm -hmm. rethought their priorities. So um, this year, last year, I'm making sure that especially the folks in my staff um, are taking as much time away from the ballpark as needed. Um, you know, my first year, I've, I think I worked 45 straight days without a day off between oh. San Jose State and San Jose Giants and uh, our local high school championship tournaments at the end of May. Um, so that was a lot. And I didn't live close by at that point. So it was like an hour commute each way, too. So oh, that was no. tough. And I didn't, I didn't want anybody else to have to do that. So um, nowadays, I usually on a game day, I'll be at the ballpark by 10. Uh, at the latest. And then, yeah, um, usually one of the last ones out of the ballpark at the end of the night. So making oh. sure everything gets buttoned up. <laughs> it's it's interesting you say something because like we, we all have rethought our lives, you know, pre and then post COVID, right? Well, still during COVID, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the whole work-life balance is, it has become such an important part of our lives. And I'm one of them. Like I listen, I, I, I'm very thankful that I was able to work from home and able to spend time with my daughter and all of that. But it's like, I'm sure it's a very challenging thing to do while working for a baseball team and then having to yeah. go there. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And especially, like I said, it's so much fun being able to walk out of my office, turn left, walk 10 feet and look at a beautiful uh, diamond, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it does wear on you when you're working so many days straight uh, right now. I'm, I'm feeling great because our team's been gone for a week and they're gone for this week too. So we've gotten a nice little breather. Um, it would be great if it was a little bit later on in the season instead of yep. right up front in May, but you know what? We'll take it. <laughs> right, I was just going to say, we can't just choose it, right? But yeah, kind of gearing ourselves up, making sure everybody's got that uh, that schedule and routine down to where they don't feel like they have to be in the ballpark at 7 or 8 a.m. when there's a game at 6.30 that night. <laughs> That's just way too much on anybody. So um, I think COVID definitely helped us realize that there are things uh, that we can do from home and we don't need to be at the ballpark all the time, even though it does sound kind of fun. Sometimes it is not as much fun. <laughs> You're like, Listen, I, I, I get it. You know, everybody's like, oh, it'd be great to work in baseball. You know, be careful what you wish for sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, <laughs> you're not you're going to be here a lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I was actually going to ask you something related to that, because. Uh, you're you're there all day and it's I'm sure it, it can like you said it can, can get very taxing and you said something about well they're gone for this amount of period of time now because they're the new schedule how that works um, as a fan a lot of us are very much against these very long you know periods right because we don't, you know, as we want to travel, we want to make sure that, you know, we outline everything up and sometimes it just doesn't, you know, pan out that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that as an employee of the team, 
you guys are okay with that, are you? <laughs> yeah, um, the new scheduling system has worked out pretty well. Last year we had, I think we had two back-to-backs where it was 12 games in 13 days. Um, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball did a really good job this year, and I think they were able to fix it so that most teams only have one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be a couple of teams uh so I apologize to those employees if they still do have two of them, because yeah. that was a little tough. And it wasn't it wasn't just tough on the front office as far as being there every day, because we're there every day anyway. But scheduling our game day staff to be there 12 out of 13 days was really tough. <laughs> they're, yeah. you know, they're used to it being very much a casual part time position. So um, it got a little taxing on them towards the end of the second homestand. But um, so far, we're we like this, uh, the six games on the road, six games home. It works out pretty well for us. So, um, I totally understand it's, it's tough on some folks and, you know, having Mondays off sometimes that's, that's the day that, uh, companies want to take their employees out because who wants to work on a Monday? Um, so that's been a little difficult, but for the most part, we've been able to adjust to it pretty well. And, um, we're definitely seeing attendance numbers looking more like 2019 numbers, um, which has been great for us. So. Oh, well, at least that's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys go from um, your your season got extended longer. Now you have 120 games total, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that was also a little bit of a challenge as well, adjusting to that because of now you got to, you know, staff it for even more games. Yeah, we actually so. Initially, when I first started in baseball, it was uh, 70 home games. It was 140. So this is still a little shorter than what we were used to, but it uh. is uh, it is an extra six games over last year's season. Um, and it's spread out because of the way that they yeah, scheduled it. Schedule so it, it, it lasts longer, uh, even though it's a, a few. Sh- it's only four games shorter than what we were used to before this. But um, we had never played until... Uh, like last year, it was the first time we'd ever played on September 11th. So we were kind of like, oh, we should do something for this. We've never had to do anything for September 11th before. So, um, yeah, that was it. And it kind of just we didn't realize it at first. Even we had, up we had the schedule, you know, the whole time. And it was like, oh, in August, we're looking ahead to September. We're like, oh, we need to do something for September 11th. So, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so then you're. Obviously, you guys, as an employee, you guys are like, yeah, six game schedule is perfect. It, but is it also, is it, would you rather have it with different teams involved? Because obviously, that's a longer schedule that you're playing with against the very same team over the and over team. again. Yeah. Um, um, to be honest with you, I don't really have a preference either way. It's, mm-hmm. it's been fine. And I think, uh, you know, this is the, f- uh, so Fresno, for instance, just came into the Cal League last year with the yeah. uh, with the contractions and everything. So um, we very quickly formed a rivalry with Fresno, and it worked That's out perfectly amazing. that we played each other for the championship last year, and, and we won. We swept them. So, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it I think it kind of ramps up that uh, I guess like rivalry just for the for the homestand, you know. Um, I don't know if that would have happened necessarily with us in Fresno if it was three or four game series like mm-hmm. a couple times throughout the season. I think having six games against one team and and seeing, you know, we had some players on our team last year that didn't hit a home run unless it was against Fresno. So it was like, all right, well, he owns that team. That's great. And, you know, Fresno didn't want to see them. Uh, but we also they also had guys on their team that owned us and we'd 
didn't want to see them either. So. <laughs> um, and I don't, yeah, I don't know if having the three or four game series uh, multiple times throughout the year, if we would have seen that come up as much. So I think it kind of makes it for a little bit more fun environment, but um, I can also see how people looking out from or in from out would, would get tired of seeing that same team here for six days in a row. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that, you know, and, and listen, I mean, I was in that group, right? I was like, you know, that before I started doing this, I'm like, oh, my God, I absolutely hate that. Like, you know, six games, same team and all that. But then if you sit back and you start thinking about like, you know, they're, the employees actually do prefer that because that gives them some breaks in between. You know, they're not as uh, tax and then they actually get to spend time with their families and friends, which is, again, goes back to that whole work life balance situation. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's funny. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I grew up not far from here. My parents still live here, but they know that if they want to see me between April and September, they're going to have to come to a Giants game. <laughs> and they, like, I mean, I'll get you know, to hang out, I'll hug you, I give you a kiss and then, but I got to go back to work. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not like they have to uh, sit in the nosebleeds or anything, obviously. I'm sure they Exactly. They got a good treatment out of this one. <laughs> Um, so excuse me. So let me ask you this, right? You worked in both, you know, the hotel business and the, um, the baseball, I'm sure that gets to overlap some of those things that you've seen on both ends. Um, what are some of those things that actually do overlap that you have noticed? Uh, I mean, definitely the customer service aspect of it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of how I spun myself to be a good candidate for the giants in the first mm -hmm. place. Um, not only did I have a lot of experience, uh, compared to other applicants who were just coming out of college or still in college, I'm almost 30 and decided to make a career change. Um, but having the experience in hotels that I had definitely worked to my benefit and to the giants benefit for bringing me on, because there are a lot of things that I already knew and had experience with that they didn't have to teach me. Um, and one of those definitely is customer service. So, you know, people have their own idea of what to expect when they go to a ballpark. And when you go into an 80 year old facility that we have, uh, you know, the Wi-Fi is not going to be as great because we've got a, a cement brick Those, pretty much that we're, that we're working with. We do our best, but uh, technology, we always joke technology goes to that ballpark to die. Um, <laughs> and when you're in Silicon Valley, you know, you have people coming out here that are expecting to have really quick Wi-Fi and be able to pull up anything and order online and da 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 da, da. And it, that's just not how it works at our ballpark, unfortunately. We would love yeah. for it to be different. But right, like this is not the San Francisco Giants, guys. Come yeah. on now. Relax. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think uh, just kind of helping people uh, adjust their standards and uh, kind of realize what we can offer them and you know, we have some of the best food in all of baseball. We definitely have the best barbecue. We definitely have the best churros. Um, so kind oh, of just realigning yes. their expectations when they come to the ballpark. So that way, you know, it's not like we're just like, oh, sorry, our Wi-Fi is kind of spotty. It's, uh, well, have you gone up and grabbed a churro fresh from the stand? Like, let them hand it to you while it's still hot out of the fryer, you know, instead of expecting somebody to bring it to you in your seat and it's already cooled down. Like, just kind of extending the whole fan experience and, uh, yeah, just uh, helping people realize that it doesn't all have to be something coming straight from your phone. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, you're, you're at a ballpark. Yeah, I get it. Listen, I get it that you want to be on the phone and all that. But like you go to the game to, you know, forget about what's going on in the rest of the world for the, just those couple of hours. So, you know, 
I don't think, you know, Wi-Fi, missing the Wi-Fi is going to be the end of the world, right? Yeah. You say that, but we're also, like I said, we're in Silicon Valley. So there is a level of expectation (laughs) sometimes with these folks. And I get it. You know, we're on our phones all the time, too. Um, But it's, uh, (laughs) yeah, sometimes it it gives us a good laugh uh, to see how many people are not paying attention to the game when they're at a ballpark. So. Interesting. It's yeah. become more of a, a social gathering yeah. of sorts than, you know. But yeah, which is great. And, you know, like I said, that gives us a chance to show off everything else. I mean, we're we're uh, single A baseball, so there's not always a great game happening on the fields. I hope none of our players are listening to this podcast. Oh, I but, get it. Um... <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm with you there. But, you know, we show off uh, in other ways. We have really great on-field promotions. We have really great food. Uh, we have a great beer list, especially this year. Um, nice. A lot of breweries came in strong for the uh, for partnerships this year with us. So um, we have a lot we have a lot more things to offer. And sometimes the social aspect is fine. You know, we've one last question here. Then before we go into um, my famous, not so famous questions. Yeah. Um, are we going to see more dad hats on the website? That's all I wanted to know. You know, more just throwing it out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe we are. Um, yes. I've heard rumors uh, and I will follow up with you later on this week after I confirm with our retail manager. But I believe that she was approving a couple more designs. So, yes. Because oh, I dear. wear I rock the dad hats, too. I the uh, the fitted ones just don't work well on my head. So it does I'm not. with you on the dad hats. <laughs> see, as you can see, you know, I don't I only have like a handful of those. Just a couple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I do have the beer batter one right there on the wall. So I got nice. that one from you guys. So and I'm a fan. Yeah. So I like it. I like it a lot. Right on. All right. Are you ready? Let's do it. I hope I studied enough for these. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start with an easy one. So you go to the ballpark as a fan. Okay. What is your drink and food of choice? All right. Uh, I'm going to have to think about drinks because I have a lot of partners out there. Uh, Food food of choice. I'm definitely. uh, So myself, I gave up eating meat a couple years ago, uh, but we have a great vegan chicken tender at our garlic fries stand. Interesting. Uh, So. I would go for the vegan tenders and garlic fry combo. Um, however, if I was talking to somebody else and, and recommending something for them, uh, our tri-tip sandwich and our barbecue cannot be beat. So oh. I definitely recommend that for the food option. Um, for a drink, we have over 31 new beers in the ballpark this year. Oh my God. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. So we've got some fun ones. Um, we're partnered with a lot of local breweries. One of my favorites right now is uh, it's called Pale Rider. It's a pale ale that's brewed by a local brewery named uh, Camino Brewing. So they're about three blocks from the ballpark, actually. Um, it's got a little bit of grapefruit in it. Um, it's very refreshing. It's easy to drink. Um, I think it would be either that or just uh, the standard Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Those were those would be my two top picks for drinks. Thirty one. 31 new beers. That's in addition to some other ones that we still have from last year. So, you know, you guys are a single aid affiliate. This is oh, insanity. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, since I still have my hand in food and beverage, it's definitely the most fun part of my job is curating the beer list every year. So, <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's a hard job right there. You know, yeah, it's, like, it's, oh, oh, it's so difficult. You know, the gonna... samples coming in left and right. Somebody's yeah. got to drink them. <laughs> oh, you know, right. We, it's, 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 somebody's got to, you know, sacrifice themselves for the, for exactly. the business. <laughs> that is i'll give you this like that is very impressive like you know there's like triple a teams that don't have 31 beers on their list yep so yeah and we have uh i think we have 64 tap handles in the ballpark plus 
we have canned canned beer. Uh, we actually formed. Sorry to get off track, but no, we no, actually, go for it. We have a new partnership with a non-alcoholic craft beer. Uh, they're called Athletic Brewing. Yeah, I've they heard are, of them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're making waves right now, and we uh, we are lucky enough to be able to partner with them. They actually sponsor an eighth inning non-alcoholic beer chugging contest on the field for us. So, you know, ballpark stops serving alcohol after the end of the seventh inning. So top of the eighth inning, we get two people on the field. They have, uh, they run about 20 yards or so to a table and then pick up a can of the non-alcoholic beer and chug it. And it's a blast. It has been a huge hit. So, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, we have three of their beers uh, in cans to offer at the ballpark too. So a lot of, a lot of fun partners this year. Um, But yeah, definitely makes for a really wide variety that we have. You know, that's cool because right. There's people that that like the taste of the other beer, but they don't want to, you know, the alcohol content, which is great. And then for them to, you know, for you guys to be smart enough to say, Hey, we're going to sponsor a, you got, you know, we want to work with you guys on the eighth inning. Obviously, you know, it stops there. Yeah. Uh, And then just boom. Yeah. It's been a huge hit. Um, They've already sold more. It just in three homestands, they've sold more non-alcoholic beer than we've sold in a full season of the previous non-alcoholic beer that we poured. So um, it's, it's taken off and they're doing great things. They started really small in Connecticut. They took over a big brewery down in San Diego and they're already moving into another facility in San Diego because it wasn't big enough for them. So um, they're killing it. And when we're happy to be a part of their uh, part of their family. Good for you guys. I just thought of my question. So now I, now it's my turn oh, yeah. to stop. Okay. Let's do it. So we, you know, we talk about the length of the game have been being shortened. Yeah. How has that affected you guys? It's uh, it's actually funny to say that because it's kind of uh, it's an ongoing conversation with our leadership team uh, at the ballpark. So on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have no problem with the games being shorter. It's totally fine. <laughs> let's, you know, let's, go, let's go, get, get out of here. here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but on Fridays and Saturdays, when we have our really big crowds, you know, Fridays, we've got fireworks um saturdays we let kids run the bases after the game so we've uh we would like the games to be a little bit longer on those nights just so we can keep everybody in the ballpark a little bit longer and you know get that extra non-alcoholic beer or uh or you know we do the beer batter um strikeout promotion so if we get the beer batter to strike out a couple times on saturday that would be great too um it definitely helps with revenue generation but um for the most part i think we are okay with the games being less than three and a half hours as they have been. <laughs> right. I was just going to say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, not a problem. Right. Friday, we Saturday, just, Sunday. Yeah. We can talk to the problem. umpires and say, all right, let's, you know, let's forget about the pitch clock on Fridays and Saturdays. Every other game of the week, we're, we're good with it. <laughs> just so you know, the pitch clock broke down on those days. Just exactly, want you to yeah, know that. Yeah. I'll, I'll write the email to Major League Baseball and let them know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this is, see, and this is my gripe, right? Because I know that, and we consider, you know, consider you know teams like the Tansu State Giants like a small business and small business they rely on the revenue which means merch sales food sales and you know if if it's shortened that means it's cut down yeah yeah I mean we've had already this year we've had three nights where our barbecue is open until the very end of the game which is not normal at all that usually happens once a season um and this year it's already happened three times. So oh, wow. it it is interesting to see that dynamic switch that way. Um, because usually we're, you know, we're scheduling a last call with our with our PA announcer to let 
the ballpark know that we're going to be closing Turkey Mike's barbecue at the end of this inning. And for us to not have to do that because we still have people in line in the ninth inning as well. It also speaks to our team because they've won a decent amount of games home so far. So we don't play into the bottom of the ninth, but <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> they're say, making it even shorter for us. Right. But, like guys, uh, come on. We'll now. take the wins too. Right. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys thought about like maybe perhaps, you know, opening early, right? So like that way you get fans in the, in the stadium more that way. Yeah. Like that, adjusting to that. We've definitely talked about it. We used to open our gates, uh, especially for fireworks nights, an hour and a half earlier. Um, the only thing is the traffic around here is just nuts. So there uh, aren't, it's usually everybody showing up right when first pitch uh, happens, gotcha. especially on Fridays. So, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a traffic issue for us too. Uh, it could take you 40 minutes to go 15 miles around here. So wow. <laughs> it's, wow. it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless you guys for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so now getting back to my famous not so famous questions <laughs> now that we all got that out of the way okay <laughs> uh which disney princess do you think would make the best spy the best spy oh man my favorite <laughs> my favorite disney princess is tiana from princess and the frog um great underrated I, movie by the way oh the music is incredible yes it's, so, it's such a good movie um, I think Tiana could do it. I, I think I would put my money on her. I think she'd be the best spy. I feel like, uh, you know, Cinderella is going to forget her shoe. Uh, <laughs> Princess Aurora is going to fall asleep. You know, I feel like Tiana's got it. <laughs> I like I like your uh, commentary on this. I was like, listen, she's forgetful. Someone's going to fall asleep. So, no, Tiana, here we go. I love it. I love it. Uh, OK, so which sport do you think is the most boring sport? Oh, man. Oh, my friends and my grandfather's rest of their souls are going to turn in their graves. But uh, golf, I just can't do it. If mm -hmm. I want if I want to go to sleep, I put on golf. And if I'm, I want to take I'm a there. good nap. Yep. Golf it is. I think it's a great sport. I just can't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that for me, golf is one of those sports that you go and play. I yep. suck at golf. Yeah. Same. Horrible. Yeah. But it's fun to go. Yep. I, I think I could watch it live. Um and play it. I I can't play it. I can yeah. barely swing golf club. I'll try. Um, but yeah, as far as watching it on TV, I just yeah, that's an can't immediate snoozer. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> if you could be any fictional character in any movie, who would it be? I'm trying to think. I'm not a huge movie person, so that narrows down my choices pretty well. Is, what I'm the familiar list with. Is slow. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting smaller now. It's pretty full of Disney movies. Um. I do love, so my, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm married to George Clooney. Um, oh, I've congratulations. Been, yeah, we've been married since I was nine. Uh, oh, big okay, fan of cool. his from ER days. Um, so I'd probably want to play uh, Julia Roberts' character in Ocean's Eleven. I think that would Ooh. be it. Yeah. Julia have Roberts. a little fun love hate relationship with George Clooney. I think I could. I think I could tolerate that. I'm sure. You, <laughs> oh, I mean, twist my arm kind of situation, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite TV show growing up? Oh, Home Improvement. Easy. Wow, you did. Yep. There's no hesitation there. Went for it, huh? Oh, I loved it because my dad was kind of a version of Tim the Toolman Taylor. So. I, I felt like I just could relate. And even though it was three boys and no, no girl in the family, um, I just still felt like Joe Richardson could have easily been my mom and, uh, and the boys could have been my brothers too. So 
that was a great show. And I actually, my dad and I loved watching it together. So it was a, that was a big one. Still to this day, the reruns is still happening. Still to this day. Yeah. Great show. Love, love it. Love it. What has been the best Wi-Fi name that you've seen? The best Wi-Fi name. I actually just saw a meme or a tweet or something this morning and somebody had renamed their Wi-Fi network to uh, turn down your effing music unit 203. (laughs) And then unit 203 changed their Wi-Fi name to shut up Karen or something like that. (laughs) It was like, it was a battle between two apartments. And I, I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That is amazing. Uh, Okay. Um, What is your spirit animal? Oh man. I love cats. I actually expected my cat to make a cameo. She loves when I'm on zooms on the couch to just pop a leg up and start cleaning herself. Yeah. Um, but I think she's in eating right now. Uh, I think it would probably be a big cat though. Maybe, a probably a tiger, not, nice. not super exciting or interesting, but I feel like I've, I could definitely be a tiger. I like it. I like it. Okay. So what animal do you think would be the biggest party animal? I mean, I feel like it's gotta be some kind of a monkey, right? Uh, you know They're- what? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like they, they know how to party. Ones that they just know to- steal stuff from you. Yeah. Throw things around, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They know, uh, how to, I, they know how to open things. They know. I feel like they have a lot of human characteristics too. So I think they'd right. be fun ones to party with. <laughs> I like it. You're right. You're right. All right. Two more questions here. All right. Have you ever re-gifted a gift? Yes. We all have. Yes. Yeah. It hasn't, okay. it hasn't turned out to be like a super embarrassing story on my part. It's usually just like a bottle of wine or some kind of alcohol. Um, Smart. But. There, you we, just say, I just bought it. Exactly. Um, but I do have a funny story about a re-gifting situation. We have a famous white elephant gift exchange at the end of the year uh, around the holidays uh, with the San Jose Giants, just with our front office stuff. Um, our former general manager worked with the San Jose Giants for 38 years. And in the middle of his tenure with us, he got married. And uh, another very long tenured employee gave him I think it was a punch bowl dish, like a crystal punch yeah. bowl. And uh, my the general manager ended up getting divorced a couple years later. And a couple years after that, at the White Elephant Gift Exchange, the person who gave him the punch bowl ended up getting it back. <laughs> White <laughs> Elephant Gift. Uh, so that made for a funny story. I wasn't there. It was probably about 10, 15 years before I started working for them, but I hear it every year when we have that exchange, uh, because there's always somebody who was there for it or somebody. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Always dangerous to do that. But I feel like with alcohol, it's a little bit easier. You can kind of get away with it. (laughs) Bottle of wine, like you said, it's, that's an easy one because you can just say, I I went, I just went and got this one. So I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. (laughs) Very good. I like it. I like it. All right. So the zombie apocalypse is happening. All right. What is your weapon of choice? I, oh man, I thought I had it out here. Oh, I do. Oh my God. I do. Okay. So my (laughs) family, my family has a cabin in Lake Tahoe. Uh, this old kind of Lincoln log cabin. My great grandpa built it in 1908, I believe. Um, what? And That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. We're very fortunate. Um, but it's not like a big like mansion cabin that you see. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be because that's, that's what makes it even better. Exactly. 
Um, but years ago, I think I was in middle school or high school. I was walking our dog along the beach and I saw this thing in the water. And at first I thought it was a dead animal or something. And then I looked and it was actually just the root of a tree that had turned into driftwood. So I picked it up because I thought it looked really cool. And I've had it for all these years. Oh my God, that looks like a mallet. Yep. So this would be my weapon of choice. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I could do some damage with it. Yeah. And I actually, I, living alone as a female, I've had it as decor and as a, you know, a possible weapon. Uh, Listen, you, file, any... you file the ends on those things, on some of those, and you got yourself a, a pretty dangerous weapon yep, right there. Exactly. <laughs> So I'm set. I'm set. I can take care of myself. And a good friend of mine, she's all set. She's got a uh, plenty of water jugs. I just had brunch with her yesterday, actually. And she's a uh, she's ready for any disaster. She's got plenty, plenty of food stored, plenty of alcohol, plenty of water. So as long as I can use this weapon to get over to her house, then we're good. <laughs> Listen, a lot of people make fun of the doomsday preppers. And then those are the ones that are going to survive while the rest of us are like, uh, crap. What do I do? I've got <laughs> two cans exactly. of tuna. Like, what do I do with this? <laughs> this is going to have to last me the whole year. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Tara, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Um, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, you should definitely follow our team social media because they're yes. much more entertaining than I am. So at SJ Giants, uh, we're on Facebook's uh, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Our TikTok is starting to take off. Nice. Um, and then my personal Instagram is at TM Tallman 24. Um, and feel free to if anybody wants to reach out, come to a game. Find out more about the San Jose Giants. We are hiring for game day positions. Uh, my email is taratallman at sjgiants.com. Feel free to shoot me an email. I will definitely put all of that information on so that way they can reach out. But I awesome. I don't know if this year, but maybe next year I want to try to make it up there. I, you know, my first time in California. So there you go. Oh, man, you got to. Absolutely. Please do. And please let me know if you make it out here so we can take care of it. Uh, will do. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ed. Have a good one. You too. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Tara. Now, make sure you guys are following the team on all social media platforms. And then also, make sure you guys are buying some kind of merchandise from the team directly, okay? Every little bit counts, guys. Now, before I go, I want you guys to do me a quick favor. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast. Give it five stars so that way my podcast goes up on the rankings. And if you feel so inclined, please do tell at least one person about the uh, podcast. All right, here's my dad joke for the uh, for this episode. I hope you guys like it. All right, did you guys hear about the giant who threw up? No, that's weird. It's all over town. All right, I'll see myself out. All right, all right. Have a good one, guys. And also, support the minor leagues. This podcast is part of the Curved Brim Media Network. Here are some of the other members of Curved Brim Media. Hi, this is Ed Rivera of the Data Chronicles. Join me as I interview people just like you and players, coaches, GMs on the path that led you to become a fan of the sport. 
I'm Paul Caputo, and on the Baseball by Design podcast, I talk to minor league baseball teams, designers, and other super interesting people about what these minor league baseball logos mean, and I talk a little bit about ice cream helmets. What's up, Bucketheads? I'm Anna DiTomaso, and each week on the Baseball Bucket List podcast, I speak with a different fan about their favorite baseball memories, what the game means to them, and what's left to check off on their baseball bucket list. Hey guys, this is Patrick Larson from the Minor League Baseball Hat History Series, and in every episode, I go through the history of minor league teams through my personal collection of hats. You can find me on Twitter at at PatLarson1. I hope you guys enjoy. This is Patrick and Corey of BaseballMapper.com, and we have made an interactive map to help highlight all baseball teams from the majors down to collegiate summer leagues. We want to bring you closer to baseball. So get on the site and find a team near you today. Learn more about Curve Brand Media at curvebrandmedia.com.